This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Uh, I should be in therapy right now, but uh, I canceled. Dr. Tolls, I emailed you last week and never got a response about this cancellation. So I just uh, am going to assume that you got it and uh, move on. You've probably moved by now anyway. Uh, whatever. L listen, that's n neither here nor there. I'm here today with a dear, dear friend, a wonderful man, a comedian, an actor, and a writer, Lamar Woods. Hey. Lamar, welcome. What's up, Bridge? What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm fantastic. I'm feeling good. You're feeling nice? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were in San Francisco recently. Is I was, true? yeah. I saw this on Instagram. Yeah, I was um, I was up there and I was like, I feel like no one knows I'm here. <laughs> so well, let me yeah, look, post the I tracked you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was like, um, but yeah, we were, White Women was performing out there for Sketch Fest. Oh, fantastic. And which was fun. Yeah, White Women is your improv sketch. Yeah, team. yeah. Oh, yeah. I always got a get to make that clear yeah, otherwise it just sounds like uh <laughs> you I were just there with a group of white women yeah yeah, yeah, hanging yeah, yeah. In the Bay a collective called white women that i just try to follow around <laughs> but uh yeah san francisco was fun it was like uh we uh had colton dunn perform oh, with us fantastic and he's he's amazing he so was funny. like our first improv coach ever when we first became oh a team. wow and we, and we only had like one practice with it. <laughs> like, it was like we had started a team and we were like all right y'all let's practice and then uh and then we were like we should get colton too he's like the black godfather of improv uh, sure. and then we did like one practice and then like never practiced again. <laughs> <laughs> then, but like, it's worked out so yeah, who cares yeah. i guess that's the thing to do yeah but uh we, we you know uh but it was a really fun show it was great uh how long were you up there for just that day, like oh, uh, okay. I flew out, I flew in um, that early Saturday, and wow, I came, just got and back out. on Sunday. Yeah, I haven't been to San Francisco in a while, and I miss uh, the burritos there. Yeah, like all the food that I used to eat when I would go there to just visit, I feel like I never go to when I'm there for sketch fest. Yeah, because you're just there for business purposes. Yeah, yeah, or you just kind of go in and out. What were you eating? I was eating, um, well, we, well, actually, you know what? We did go, so as soon as I land, right? Also, I, this is my first time really, I usually like to go a day ahead of time just so I could wake up in the city. Sure. But then I 
had a shoot, so I just flew straight from on Saturday to the to the town of San Francisco. Oh, and then uh, as soon as I get out of the plane, if he hits me up, he's like, "Yo, come meet us. We're about to get brunch because it was perfect timing that it was like one o'clock." For oh, them. beautiful! Okay. And then we, we the first place we go to is this place called Mac Daddy, which uh, is specializes in mac and cheese. And, oh, um, it was so good, but it was probably something I shouldn't have. It's eaten. not a great thing to fill your stomach with before a performance. Yeah, no, nah, like nah, no. Especially you haven't eaten it all that day. And it's like I was like, my body just filled with cheese. It was crazy, <laughs> and and it was like they. Was really getting it in, like putting an elbow into it, because it was like one of those places where you could sit at the sit at the counter and watch them make the mac and oh, cheese. Oh, nice! So they're just fucking killing it, man. What I was are like, they putting in their mac and cheese that's so special? Oh well, it. I think this place was like. It was like they do like kind of mac and cheese bowls. So like imagine like a chipotle, right? Okay. But the the base, if like you know, how chipotle is probably the base is like rice. Sure. It's like this would be the mac and you cheese. You just start with like yeah, a yeah, layer so of and pasta and cheese, and, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, continue. It definitely will kill you. Like uh, and then and then they put like the thing I got had like chorizo in it. Oh And wow. avocado and like um, uh, like jalapenos and stuff. That shit oh, was that good. It's incredible. Hell. Oh, it's so good. But I, I'm not supposed to eat cheese, so. Oh, are really, you? Yeah, wait, are I'm you like lactose intolerant? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> this truly was a horrible decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you. I have no respect for my stomach. Like I just disrespect my body constantly. But um, I'm I'm working on it though. No, I know that feeling. I uh, had a horrible stomach problem a couple weeks ago, and I I should have been just eating like brown rice and like toast. And, right, but I right. just like kept eating hamburgers and meatballs, and it's like, yeah. well, the pain that continues is now my fault. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand it's that. It's weird. It's like, I don't want to accept that I have to change my diet. Well, I've I just want to eat good things. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah. Uh, I love mac and cheese. It's like, why give that up? Yeah. you Maybe you could explain to the listeners something that I think is a wonderful philosophy and kind of it's almost a club for you, DSO. Right, right. Yeah. Can you explain this philosophy or exactly what it is? I think it's so fantastic. Okay, great. So DSO, it stands for Dope Shit Only. And it's uh, a collective of like artists and writers and um, who are basically the rule to be a part of it is like you have to do dope shit. So like it's a very encouraging group and we all go, we all get wine on uh, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, it's Monday now. I just got the text. I was like, are we got? Because the the weird thing is the group chat is called Wind Down. So every time I get the text in my car, it says Wind Down. Uh-huh. And it just, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, but it, we could be talking about something else, but it always starts with like, Am I going to the wind down? But, oh, um, sure. Uh, That's, so, yeah, maybe it's time for two different. Yeah, chats. yeah. So it's a group of like uh, black collective, and it's like we sort of incur. I think because we're all sort of feel isolated sometimes in the industry. Sure. We feel like we want to have this space to sort of like communicate with each other about what it means to you know be in this industry and try to be successful uh-huh. and kind of like also like because. Back in the day, it'd be like, you didn't know what to do in certain situations in terms of like business decisions. Yeah. And it's nice to have other people in it who are like doing well and you can just oh, yeah, ask because them. Because it's like, such a confusing industry in the first place. So yeah, it's like, yeah. To have anybody who's been through anything even remotely similar to you is like, please give me advice. Yeah. Because you'd be feeling like, man, am I alone in this? Of <laughs> like, course. Yeah. And then, uh, and with those guys, it's like, we have no, we're not, 
we're not in competition with each other. So it's no fear. You know, sometimes you have that fear like, well, I don't want to tell them I'm getting this job. Then they might go ask them and then they'll get the job instead of me. (laughs) Like as if it's like that loose where it's like, you know what? I think I'm going to give it to this other black guy I was thinking about. But they are like really like we're all like just super supportive. So it's just like there's no insecurity in terms of like, hey, I have this type of contract. Like, what should I do? Sure. What would you do in this situation? Yeah. Just like a supportive group of friends and stuff. Okay. Well, I have to confess, this is a way better thing than I thought it was because the last <laughs> time you explained it to me it just sounded like you guys would go to really good restaurants oh yeah i mean that's all it is i will i think it, it's uh, evolving <laughs> and, but it, i think it is like we also like to be fancy and shit yeah you go to like very high-end sushi places yeah, yeah. this sort of thing <laughs> which just like immediately bars me from joining because i would be panicked about <laughs> spending money or whatever yeah i think that's also i, I have this very like desire this like strong desire inside of me to like uh, go into white spaces and be very black in it. Oh, and, like, I love so, that. So, like, we'll get reservations somewhere where there's, like, no black people ever go, and then we'll we'll come in there, like, six of us. You guys are doing wild. incredible work. This is, like, yeah. a three-layered program. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> who started it? Uh, I I would say Phil Jackson started oh, okay. it. Yeah, so he's, he's a, writer, a successful writer. Yes. Worked on shows like Key and Peele and, like, uh-huh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, like, he, and he's just, yeah, we just have this, it's just this feeling of, like, we were all kind of like on our own. It's kind of the same thing I happened with white women where we were all doing improv on our own and U- at UCB being like, I'm the one black guy sure. in our mm-hmm. improv group. And then we were like, wait, you guys are doing it too. And then we were like, why don't we just be a group together? Yep. It was like that same idea just on a bigger Hollywood type sure. scale. Yeah. Wow, it's dope shit only. Dope DSL. Shit only. Shout out to DSL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> DSL, we need your help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've known you for a couple years now and I... Uh, I feel like you're someone who very little, very little bothers you, oh, which yeah. to me Thanks. is uh, <laughs> a very, I mean, my natural state is like bothered. So it's, <laughs> I feel like you and I are a very yin and yang, but uh, so it's, yeah. to me, I'm always very impressed by how just yeah, cool you are about sitcom, everything. Like a good, like, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's time for us to move into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything that bothers you? Um, that bothers me. That like really like agitates you. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this the other day because um, speaking of um of going to restaurants, I I I, I before I started writing, I worked in um retail and customer service for yes. a long time, and I was a manager at the Wax Museum. Oh yeah, we need to get into that. At some yeah, point. yeah, and um, so I have a very high regard for good customer service. So, oh like, sure, I get really bothered by bad service, like. It's so frustrating. Like I went to, um, uh, where did I go? So as soon as I get off the plane yesterday, uh, I go to Popeye's Chicken because you know when you get off get off at Burbank, they got that Popeye's Chicken right there. It's I wasn't like aware. Wait, in the yeah. airport or right? No, nah, no, nah, it's like right down. Like it's like on the way to the highway. It's like because uh, okay. I don't really live close to one, so it's like sure. Yeah, they're all yeah. kind of in weird areas. And yeah, like kind of right outside of the city itself. Right. Another thing I shouldn't be eating. <laughs> <laughs> but I had not tried the chicken sandwich thing yet. Oh yeah, of and course. I was like, well, it's here. Why don't I just try it? I go inside. I, you know, order the chicken sandwich, French fries, but I wanted like another side because I just didn't want to eat fries. So I got uh, 
what is it called? Red beans and rice, uh, right? Sure, sure. And then I get home and then it's everything except for the red beans and rice. <laughs> and I was so mad because it's just so like, why? That's such why a simple thing that? too. Yeah, it's like, like a basic thing. And it's like, it's so frustrating to me. How was the sandwich? Uh, it it really ruined my day. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, I'm such. I'm one of those. Like we talked about this. Like how we like. Uh, I have like incredible empathy for like, um, people. A lot of people liking something, and I, we talked sure. about like, it, like oh, if like everyone likes Game of Thrones, there's like an impulse to also be like, I don't need to watch that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like the opposite, where I'm like, oh, everyone likes this thing. I want to know why. Well, so, I need to investigate yeah. the core of this. Yeah, yeah, and find out for myself. So I felt like that with the chicken thing. I was like, well, I guess I have to understand why this is a thing. And um, but you know, it it was uh. It was okay. It was just definitely like hurt my hurt my body. Yeah. So then I like passed out and woke up. I just it was just ruined the whole day. I woke. You know how you feeling? You pass out like two o'clock on a Sunday and yeah, wake up. It's like nine o'clock. You, you feel like you died or something. It's, just ate a lukewarm chicken sandwich yeah, yeah, and fell yeah, asleep yeah, for four hours. Yeah. I was like, that was not worth that. But it did taste somewhat good. Okay, I'm sense. very curious. But yeah, if only it were in the airport, that would make things so much easier. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, that airport's struggling with the food. I mean, it, I, <laughs> yeah. there's like a Guy Fieri's restaurant, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a lot of food Move there. Move the Popeyes in. Yeah, they what should just add that? another location there yeah. or like transfer that one there. They, exactly. It looks like they were remodeling the one I went to though. So we'll see what that looks like. No, when like when you are bothered by bad customer service, do you say something or is it does it just bother you and then that's oh, it? Oh yeah, so that's the thing. I, it's a very hard big contradiction because I'm also somebody who's like very timid. <laughs> so yes. Like, I don't really say anything. I just like just quietly wish they would do their job better. Because <laughs> like, I'm actually, I'm one of those people that's actually, uh, like, when I hang with my sister and we go out, she's like one of those people that will be like, if the food is cold, if anything is wrong, she's like, can we get the manager over here right now? <laughs> sure. And because I, I also, you know, empathize with the work because I was on, of I'm on the other side of that. Uh-huh. So it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, Man, I want to say something, but it's fine. But I also like in my mind, I'm definitely like I'm never coming back here. So it was more yeah. of a silent like protest, it's like I'm a passive really... aggressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like to be like like I was uh, at the hotel staying at San Francisco. Uh, they, you know, I w- I had to cancel the first day because I had a that shoot, and then I so I they, they basically they charged me for both days. The um. What do you call it? The, what is that fee? It's like a, uh, resort fee or oh, some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they charged me for both days. And I, I oh. and I was like, well, you know, I didn't really stay here the day on Friday. Uh-huh. Do you think I could just pay for the one today? And they're like, well, it's policy because there's no refunds. And I was so mad. And then, um, you didn't even take res- advantage of the resort. I know there was no, there were, and it, I was like, this, I'm not benefiting from this at all. And like, and, uh, and it just seemed so unfair. And then I just was like, really passive aggressive. She was like, well, I hope you enjoyed your stay. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, then I just, then I sat you there. And, yeah. <laughs> I sat there waiting for my Uber. And then, uh, you know, it was crazy though. And then, uh, the guy, some guy, was just talking to me because I had on this full on Coca Cola outfit. Sure. That has like I'm wearing the pants right now actually that have Coca Cola on the Wait, brand. I, let me Oh uh, yeah, check it out. 
Yes, you got. Uh, oh, those are incredible! Right yeah, You're yeah. Really repping for Coke right now. Yeah, oh yeah. From I'm from Atlanta, so I got. Oh yeah, Coke, of course. Yeah, yeah, all day. Coca Cola Museum was like my first field trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow, they took great. us to the Coca Cola factory. I mean, it like blew me away. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, do you have an allegiance? I mean, are you fully anti Pepsi? Uh, no, I'm not anti Pepsi, but you know. Um, what else? I, I I do like some Pepsi products though. Like, no, I guess I am anti Pepsi. I mean, I don't really. Pretty, they don't have Pepsi. a lot to offer. Yeah, because right? everything like, they have, I like this. I do like the Coke. Like I like Sprite over Seven Up. Sure. Right? I do like. I guess Pepsi is involved in the sort of combinations of like Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. That's that right. Yeah, they're. So I understand that. Uh, I can get like down with that. Nine flavors of Mountain Dew at Taco Bell and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, oh, so, but then, so the guy saw me, um, wearing those clothes and he was like, that's pretty dope outfit. He wore, I guess he's some, like a bellboy or something like that. And uh, I was like, um, yeah, man, you know, uh, and he just, we started talking. I'm like, I'm on my way back to LA. And then the lady who wouldn't give me the refund was like, Oh, you're from LA? And then I was like, Yeah. And then she, and we found out, uh, Oh, oh, you'll know. You'll appreciate this. She went to high school with, uh, Sarah Tapscott, right? Well, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Tapscott is a writer we've worked with. Yeah, yeah. The whole What? Yeah. So I was like, Oh shit. So now I'm like, we're having this connection, but in my back of my head, I'm like, you also didn't give me that refund. So don't <laughs> yeah. think, don't get too close to me. And we will then, never be friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so I rolled out and um, I'm in the Uber on the way home or on the way to the airport. And then I get an email and it like from the hotel was like, we refund your thing. Oh, And I what? was like, no, that was slick because that, see, that's what I, that's, I mean, I wish you would have did it anyway. She out should of, have out done out of, right, out of the goodness of her heart. Exactly. But I do like the fact that, you know. It, it was almost like I became a person to her, you know? <laughs> she finally saw you as a three-dimensional being yeah, yeah. rather than an annoying just, customer. Exactly, but like, I feel like that's but that's how every good customer service is that, but the, without yes, knowing the person. From, from the ground floor, they see you as a human being exactly. rather than like having to f- make a connection. Yeah, and then like forgetting their like red beans and or, rice or whatever. Yeah, having some <laughs> fear of a high school friend finding out that you charged the resort fee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Um, oh, yeah, I I feel like I'm in the same boat as far. Like I've worked in a decent amount of food service jobs and this sort of thing. So anytime right. I need to complain, I don't. Right. I'm, I basically dare them to attack me. Yeah. If, like at that point, I might complain, but otherwise, right. it occasionally I'll email a complaint to a company, but otherwise, it's just like I'm oh, hands off. I want to tell you this too. This is a new thing. Well, this is like a black thing, but I want you to get your opinion on it because. This is, I feel like this is like my new issue with restaurants and I, it's, and I feel like it's something that it's so specific, but okay. So check it out. I think there's like a new stereotype that's like developing because, okay, whenever I go to a restaurant by myself, um, and then I don't know if your audience, because I haven't talked to anyone about this. Oh, here we <laughs> so, go. This is new, we're yeah, breaking yeah. new ground. Yeah. Here. So if anyone, anyone can relate to this, let me know if I'm either crazy or if this is like happening to you. Okay. Okay. So. I go to restaurants alone sometimes, right? Because I like to eat out. Sure. So I'll go in the restaurant and then I'll, you know, be on my phone or something. And they always, lately, the last few times, they think I'm a Postmates delivery person. Oh my God. And I think, and then the only, at first I wouldn't have put race into the issue. Sure. But every time I'm in a restaurant, I, and then now I'm seeing Postmates people and they're usually like black, but not because that's like a thing that black people are doing. It's because I think 
I'm go if I'm going to like say a nice restaurant, sure. it's in, the guys doing Postmates, they're all over the city, so they might be from another area of town. Of course, yeah. Going to like Beverly Hills or whatever. So I'm thinking like this restaurant owner thinks that I'm a that would never be here totally right yeah. and i'm like oh he, he couldn't have been he couldn't be eating here he must work for uh-huh. uh, the, uh the the gig economy <laughs> and I'm like and it's been happening a lot it is really bothering me because well, it makes me feel like they think i wouldn't be able to afford to like eat here or something i'm like going that. to just assume this is absolutely a rat reality because mm-hmm. people are horrible yeah. <laughs> and a huge amount of this country is racist yeah I I feel like that's probably what could very well be happening. Yeah, it's very weird because it's I've never most of the stereotypes about black people I know are like were kind of already around when I was born or whatever, or like they sort of like they're already in the ether. Sure, like, totally. You know, uh, black people talk in a the movie theater or something like that. But like this one, I feel like I'm witnessing You're like, a new stereotype happening oh, that's in horrifying. front of me. It's crazy, and it's like I don't know if anyone's experienced. Give me a call, you know, like <laughs> so get a, at me or whatever, because this is this is like, and it's 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 very subtle. It's like uh you know like I went to the sushi spot the other day. They were just like no postmates, right? And I'm like, no, I, I want to eat here. I want to just like yeah. sit down. And uh, they were like. Okay. <laughs> oh my! But it was—it's really uncomfortable. It's really awkward right there. Well, that's. But it also, cause it also makes me. It also highlights that I'm alone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that yeah. I'm like I have no. Because if I, I when think you're if dining I came in alone and somebody spotlights that, it's the worst feeling in the world. We're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. fully aware I'm alone here. Right. I don't need that to be echoed back at <laughs> right, me. Right. Right. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time when I was like. I went to, I don't know, yeah, I, I guess it is starting to sound like I'm lonely, actually, but um, <laughs> I, I went to the Little Dimes, right, and sure. we were, it was like that, you know, they have that outside balcony on that, yes. uh, where people sit on the outside, and then they, um, the hostess walked me out, and I had to basically walk by everybody, because uh-huh. the last table at the very end, and then um, when they sat me down, the I the chair like slipped and I like fell oh. in front of and everyone was watching me but nobody laughed there was like complete silence oh, and it was like if worse. you ever want to feel alone that made me feel so alone because I had no one to like if you if it was me and you there I'd be like oh man that was crazy that's of hilarious like that would have made me laugh I mean that's a funny thing but because no one's laughing is making me uncomfortable you just look like someone with something seriously wrong in their life yeah, yeah. <laughs> with just no hope yeah. like, he has yeah. no one to help him yeah. up yeah. he's yeah. just no gonna one. Die yeah, a little I have to like slowly get up by myself, like <laughs> no one to like banter about how silly that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. I need to, um, I need to get back out there. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> no, I, I uh, am a proud uh, eating out alone person. I, uh, I've like finally figured out how to do it. I, I, I'm in a relationship, but I mm-hmm. still like he's out of town a lot, so I'm eating out alone a lot. Right, and it's just like. You just have to power through it. It's a definitely yeah. just like a confidence thing. And you're, for me, as a like scrawny white man, I feel like <laughs> the assumption is like, oh, he's a, this is the last meal before he goes out to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. So That's like you're the stereotype, with it, like, oh, yeah. All right. Well, we better do it right. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's life is on the line. Yeah, here. yeah. Maybe we yeah, can change his mind. Lasagna is, is perfectly melted yeah. and everything because yeah. I don't want. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, <laughs> but I just I will take a book and just hope that that's. As, that Maybe I should do that too if I bring a book. I feel like that 
it's like, like another it's something element. to do or yeah, something yeah. i i should like bring a project i should be like doing a craft or yeah. dinner or something just to be like i've got i've got things going on right right but i really do like it it's like i'm it's like i'm going on a date with myself like i'll plan the whole thing like oh I'll, yeah i'll talk i'll talk to myself and be like so where do you want to go tonight you want to go here <laughs> and i'll be like cool let's make some reservations and and i'll dress up and shit and then um i went what made me feel better about it or not as weird about it was that i went to visit my mom in south carolina and we were talking about it and she's like i do that all the time like oh, and she like great. goes to the bar and she'll like sit at the bar and like make friends with the bartender and i was like yeah like it's like the old days when people used to like have a community yeah, you know? so and, meet like, in public <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh so i'm i'm, I'm a proud uh yeah. I'm a, i want to be a proud uh, yeah i feel like we need to get the word out that eating alone is can be enjoyable yeah it can be a good time i mean maybe that's a sad thing to say but <laughs> there are a lot of people eating alone and you yeah. shouldn't be ashamed of it i also don't like the conversation around um eating deciding what to eat with people that uh, oh, much sure. either, where it's like where we have different tastes and stuff and it's like oh it's you a, have to an enormous struggle i mean eat uh going out to dinner alone is so much easier than going out with another person going to a movie alone right. Again, another thing we need to support. Yeah. You get to choose the movie. You don't have to be worried if someone's going to be on time. Exactly. Afterward, you don't have to bullshit about what you thought about the movie. You can just think right. about the movie. Yeah. And then maybe later, once your thoughts have come together, yeah. discuss with another person. Yeah. I don't, uh, what other things are enjoyable? Uh, concerts. Uh, like you oh, get, it, well, you, you can know, leave whenever you want? Yeah, you can get out. You don't have to like, hey, do you want to stay? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> feeling. Thing. Although yeah. the greatest feeling in the world is when you're at a concert with a friend and you both realize it's time to go. You yeah. feel so close to each other. Oh, yeah. That moment where you're like, like oh, this connected. is horrible. Let's go yeah. home. <laughs> We've made a mistake. Uh, concerts are tough. I do feel like it is. I do enjoy it when I'm with someone there. Yes, it, it yeah. is m probably more enjoyable with a person, but it works alone. Right. Because it is also like there's an opportunity to sort of like be a part of because people are there for the same reason. You feel connected to the strangers, yeah, too. Totally. So you're not like completely isolated where like people are like, yeah, you like that song? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't have anything else to say about it. <laughs> yeah. So we're connected on this band, right? <laughs> on this, uh, what is it? Uh, Bonnie Bear. <laughs> like, hey, ma. And then it's like, we're looking at each other. Like, I remember I went to see Bonnie Bear way back when they, they did like a, uh, a show at the Hollywood Cemetery. Sure. It was like, uh, and it, they played through sun, uh, through the sun, uh, the sun up. Is it how uh, you say that? Not the, a, sunset, the sun, the sunrise. Right? Oh wait, they played through sunrise. Yeah, yeah. So it started at like ten, uh, twelve o'clock or something, and then we went all night into the morning. Wait, the concert was like seven hours long. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. It was, but it was a long. We had to get there at a certain time. Oh, okay, but I, and I think it was a lot of like a lot of other shit going on until they started playing. Oh, okay. but that was very intimate. You know, oh, and with yeah. all the people there, you're like, oh, we we kind of slept together. Yeah, we should all be in a bed right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I feel like if I see them again, it's going to be awkward. That's yeah. people who are in that concert. <laughs> like, hey, remember that time we uh, slept at slept uh, in a cemetery? <laughs> in a cemetery? <laughs> it was wild. Um, well, the obviously kind of very loosely the theme of this podcast is gifts. And uh, I know you grew up Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. It, were gifts a, a part of life at all as a kid or is it? No, not at all. Like we didn't do no birthday gifts, no Christmas gifts. 
I didn't really start getting down with gifts until I turned 18. Went without because my parents got divorced and my dad remarried. And, yeah. and my stepmom was like, fuck all that. Jehovah's Witness bullshit. <laughs> she's like, I'm getting y'all gifts. And she was, she, she started getting it going. And then my dad's like, well, I, I guess I got to do it. <laughs> she said, my wife is doing it. So then that's when it became like, okay, we're doing it now. And were you yeah. immediately into it or was like, this is scary. We're doing something. Oh, we I definitely have done felt I had like a, a huge sense of guilt. Like oh, wow. I, every time I would take something, I would, when I would go back home, cause I was still kind of believe at that time, I was still really kind of into the into the religion okay so i would be like feel like i'm doing like i would have this christmas like uh like sweater or something that uh-huh. they got me and then i'm like i feel like oh i don't want them to see like, these <laughs> new clothes i got but it was uh it took it didn't take long though i think probably like a year and then i was like yeah, this is fun <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with this so like yeah. your first toe in the water outside of the religion was just getting gifts like, yeah for like celebrating holidays or right whatever. right oh, yeah so wild. that was really that because other than that we didn't really in my house also was like I can't think of any real reason why we were we'd get any gifts they weren't really uh-huh. it doesn't mean my parents would give me stuff but it, was know, never it never felt like a ass. gift yeah, yeah. it'd just be like oh my mom's buying me this shirt or whatever but, oh wow yeah so, and uh, is your mom still practicing nah nah none of them are <laughs> It seems so weird. Christmas was, ruined Jehovah's yeah, Witnesses for your family. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, man, so y'all go, all y'all not doing it no more. I could have been, we could have been just getting down with Halloween and all you that. You dragged me through <laughs> an entire childhood without <laughs> yeah, a Halloween yeah, costume. Yeah. Now I have to celebrate Halloween in the worst, I feel like this is the worst time in your life to celebrate Halloween as like a 34-year-old adult who like doesn't really want to try to dress up. It's like, oh, yeah. it feels like a hassle. I could have way more had enjoyed it more when I was like 10 or 11. But uh, I, I, but it also it did kick, it was a cool religion. It kept me out of trouble for sure. Sure, it's a very strict religion, you know. Yeah, it's a very yeah. strict religion. And you uh, went to college and studied religion, right? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. Uh, did you do? It like a four year program, or what was the deal? At first, I was studying uh, business, and then or mark like. Because that's what you when you don't know what to do, you uh-huh. just be like, I want to be a businessman. <laughs> and then I was like, this sucks. And I was, I also kind of hated school too. So, but then I was like, I'm gonna change my major. And I was kind of debating between philosophy and uh, uh, religious studies. Yeah. And I met with some of the religious studies teachers, and they were just like the coolest people to me. And I was like, man, they 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 they're like. They're like the first people I met that were just like incredibly empathetic. And it's like, there is something about studying religion that makes you like empathetic to like everything. You're looking at everyone's beliefs. Yeah. Like yeah. Trying to figure out what they're into. And yeah. What's driving them. That sort of thing. Yeah. It was dope, man. I did it. So I, the last two years I was, that was my major. And then I started getting good grades and stuff. And oh, that cool. was like, okay, I like, I'm Oh, and here's something I can do or whatever. Yeah. But then that led you to LA and you were working at the Wax Museum. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember the interview was like, so I got a degree in religious studies. Uh, I think it prepares me to work with these wax figures like real well, <laughs> you know, but they, I, yeah, I was like also doing like music and stuff. And I remember I just was like, oh, I'm going to go to LA. And ch- cause I, I was really trying to do this like, like back then, I was a rapper, but I had started playing guitar, mm-hmm. and Atlanta was becoming like a very hip hop oriented in its city. Yeah, and I was like, I bet the LA music scene is different. I just oh, wanted to yeah. check it out and see how if they because what I was doing was kind of like weird folky kind of like folk music rap thing. Sure. And then um, so I came out here and started doing that for like the first year, and then I I was uh, getting more 
I was, uh, people were laughing a lot in the show. What, people was, were laughing at you? you no, know, I think with, with me, I just okay. realized that my banter was a lot funnier than banter should be. Uh, I think. You know, like most banter like, is torture. Yeah, a lot of it's bad, but you didn't see some good artists who can kind of do it well. If you can do both, you've really yeah paid dirt. But I think mine was like past the point of doing it well. It was like, oh, this guy's like a comedian. Yeah, why is he yeah. playing music in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So stop doing that doing element that. of the show. Yeah, and then yeah, I started getting the comedy, and I kind of then I never went back. Uh, I've never asked you this about the wax museum, but did you have a favorite wax uh, figure? Is that what they're called? A wax mannequin? Yeah, wax figure, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't ever call them mannequin. That's like, that's <laughs> that... like a offensive. A I'm, that, I'm going there later this afternoon. I need to see the mannequin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, they, oh, you're going to hurt them. You know, they'll, they'll be so mad. But uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, we call them wax uh, figures. Um, and. I would say my favorite looking one was probably Morgan Freeman, just because that was the one that looked the most like Morgan Freeman. Okay, sure. Or most like the celebrity. There was also this cool display, you know, you know, this was before woke times, but <laughs> it was like Michael Jackson, like the life of Michael Jackson. Like, oh, wow. So it was like Michael Jackson, he was like a little kid with the afro. And then when he was like moonwalking and then his like later in life. Uh-huh. And when you go in the room, you kind of feel like you get to like experience his whole career or whatever. Oh, that was wow. pretty cool, I think. Or at least a cool exhibit. Sure. I wonder if that still exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious to like what happens to the whack figures after they Just get canceled. turned like. into scented <laughs> candles or something. Well, in general, they would like, it was just weird in general, just. Hollywood, they would be like, you know, if there was like like Ryan Seacrest. I remember when I first started working there, they had a huge American Idol room. Okay. And then it is like there was a time where we didn't know what to do with the Ryan Seacrest one uh-huh. just because it seemed like it was a time where he wasn't, it wasn't like yeah, he fell no, off, like but he just wasn't just as like popular. Yeah, not coming to see Yeah, the so Ryan it's just Seacrest. weird to see him move around. It's weird to see these celebrities move around as their careers Slowly like, fall head apart. towards yeah. the furnace. <laughs> yeah. Um, were wow. there any wax figures that like, would cause trouble or like <laughs> like like attract certain amounts of people or like anything like oh, that where yeah. you're like let's keep away from the Britney Spears or like you know that yeah. sort of thing well there was like a few problems with I could by the way I could talk about this all day I so know just, that's you, the you next podcast yeah. um, there was one um well, you know, Shrek was a big deal because <laughs> uh we put him outside a lot and he would melt like his uh, the side of his face would melt but he would attract so many kids and stuff so we 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 were like well we got to put him outside he's bringing people to the thing uh-huh. so we, it would be like this weird like game where like okay i think we got like an hour before shrek yeah, melts and then it'd be like on the radio we're like shrek's melting shrek's melting come for it and we all like run out and we have to like grab him and bring him inside before it's too late and you'll see it on his face it's like it looks like he's crying a little bit it's so, so emotional it, it, <laughs> it's really upsetting actually oh wow yeah, yeah. so it hasn't been repaired no well it's really nothing we can do about it it's, it's just melting just like, because it's wax i oh, mean wow. yeah so it's not it's not really shrek's fault at all it's more just the the nature of wax in the sun <laughs> shrek has become the face of depression <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's, it's really funny because it's just like we're making this choice that we know is wrong <laughs> but yeah. you've got to attract you've got yeah, to put the yeah. bait out there <laughs> Well, of course, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Right. It's a pretty clear directive to the guest. I don't want a gift. Okay. Unfortunately, here you are, <laughs> and you've brought what appears to be a gift wrapped in a very cool... I, I was talking to somebody on this show recently who was recommending... Was it on the show, or was it a dream, or real life? It doesn't matter. They were telling me... Uh, 
that the Japanese uh, use uh, textiles to wrap things. Right, Which right. you've done here. It looks like whatever you've brought is wrapped in like a handkerchief or something. Yeah. It, I Actually, speaking of Halloween, oh, wow, it's like these worlds are colliding in a way. But like I wore this bandana because I was Lil Nas X for Halloween. Oh, perfect. And this is like a bandana that, you know, has uh, cows on it. Oh, wow. And I also think, I mean, if you want that, you can keep that. Well, uh, we're going to fight about it after, <laughs> yeah. I think, because it's like a genuinely cool bandana. Where did you get it? Uh, I got it at that costume, Ozzy Dots, I think. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. And so that was like my little cowboy handkerchief I wore around the neck. And I was thinking, oh, Bridget might like this anyway. And wow, then, so uh, and I, but I also, I do like the, uh, I'm a fan of wrapping gifts and textiles for sure it's smart yeah so, so i'm now remembering it yes it was it was on this podcast that i spoke to jessica gow and she told me this information i'm just oh, nice. for my own mental clarity that wasn't a dream <laughs> oh man there's a lot of that lately where i'm like i i can't tell if there's a memory that was from a dream oh it's all real. just yeah kind of melting together like a yeah. watercolor at this point well should i open the uh gift? yeah i can't wait for you <laughs> i've been thinking like about this all week i mean this so. could be anything this could be a bible this could be <laughs> who knows so let's just open it up i oh yeah I almost gave you a Bible, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would have just read from it for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's a uh, it's my favorite author, yeah. <laughs> DJ Khaled, The Keys. Yeah, that's... Uh, have you read this? Uh, I read the uh, first 10 pages, not because it's a bad book, but because I've realized that everything in there is like I've heard him say already. <laughs> so oh, sure. Like, I feel like we've yeah. all heard the general philosophy of this man at this point. Right. It's some social media platform or song. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the uh, cover obviously has a lion holding a beautiful golden key. This is almost like a lion, the witch, and the wardrobe <laughs> style. That lion is terrifying. It's so uh, detailed. It's like, a, it really it's looks a, like it's going to jump off the book. Yeah, this could easily hop on. And then it's also within a, uh, like a bed of roses, which yeah. I don't know what that artistic choice was about, but that's fine. In the back, obviously, the DJ himself. And it says, ride with me through the journey of more success. Yeah. So you said you read like a few pages of this? Yeah. It's uh, it's very, I recently got into like self-help books in general. Sure. And I don't know, I don't know why I just was like, I guess in the same way when I was studying religion, I, I was, it was a sort of an extension of that because I, I started really getting, it just, the, the fascinating thing about religion is just like, okay, you have an issue or a life issue and then it's like there's these, all these different philosophies how to approach it. Uh -huh. And I kind of, an extension of that is like, okay, there's all these self-help books out and in a way they feel cheesy to me, but then as, as a, I wanted to start looking into them and see like, well, how do they, this this shit gotta work in its own way and it's like I don't know it's, oh, like, yeah, it's just interesting to see how different people approach certain issues in our lives you know what have you have you read any that have been uh, impactful oh yeah the four agreements is like the oh is okay the best. sure that yeah. seems to be one that like people can actually count on right yeah yeah I love it it's, and what what are the four agreements can you I think uh, so it's uh, don't take things personal okay uh, be impeccable with your word all right. Um, let's see how to. Uh, I can't remember. I'm like blanking on. Oh it. wow, this book has done nothing I for know, your yeah. life. <laughs> this is why you're such happen. a mess. I was like, I was like, he's gonna ask me about it, and then I'm gonna hey, you're just gonna because I was talking all this shit. <laughs> like I clearly haven't lived by that by the agreements at all. How long um, has it been since you read it? 
It's been a while, like probably oh, okay. a year. Well, I mean, we've just discussed that our memories are going, so it's yeah. Oh, I have the worst memory, but I do like the those for those two. Maybe I remember those for a reason, but I like being impeccable with your word because I think it's like forces you to like think about how you, your words affect other people, which is cool. Yeah, and then don't take the. I'm always like when when I'm in those situations in the restaurant, it's easy to take it personal. Oh, but yeah, a lot of, of times I really ain't really got nothing to do. Oh, no, they're just busy or <laughs> bad at their job. Like this one time I was at the, uh, I was at CVS, I think, and I had this question. I was trying to find something in there, like uh, uh, some sort of medicine or whatever, and then I was going to ask the lady. Mm-hmm. She looked, I'm telling you, she looked like the sweetest woman in the world, looked like she's having a great time. She's just stocking some stuff. Sure. And then it, right before I go up to her, this other lady kind of walks up <laughs> and she was like, excuse me, I need to talk to you about the uh, pressure machine in the back. It's been broke for like four months and y'all ain't <laughs> fixed that shit. And then and she, you, know, you can tell this lady was like uh, like uh, over, un, overwhelmed by this, like just really completely taken off guard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she dealt with that. And then the lady was like, I'm out of here. And then like left. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was good for her blood pressure. <laughs> to, to get into that but and then I still had my question so then I went up to her and I was like do you know where the uh, I can't remember I don't know if it was vitamins or something is that she was like I don't know what's over there oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she basically like transferred like that it was just like weird it's like that energy like just transferred a circuit to me. of like horrible yeah. negative energy yeah so I didn't take it personal because I knew that had just happened but if I didn't know that happened to her I probably would have been mad at yeah, yeah, just like, oh yeah you're a mean person I mean my question about that first lady is she had four months to find a blood pressure machine there are they in every <laughs> grocery store but I wanted in this CVS yeah. <laughs> like, go find another <laughs> Also, what is happening with that blood pressure machine? I mean, it, it's a fair, it's a fair critique. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be broken for that long. That's but a while. I, I do like it, it's not that lady's fault. You know, she's no, she's, like, she's stocking shelves. She's yeah. not a blood pe- pressure repair man. Yeah. What's happening? That's a pharmacy problem. Go that would be, be an amazing job. Like his only job is to fix blood pressure. Just machines. like attach more Velcro and yeah. make sure the buttons are working. Okay, I love so those. Here's machines. the other two. Okay, so the other two is don't make assumptions. Okay, and then uh, always. Be, do your do your best. Oh, that's a real wide. <laughs> yeah, that's a real, to toss yeah. Out. I didn't really throw that one in there at the end, but uh, I like that book. But the keys, the keys, Bridget, you're gonna like the keys. The keys. Can you? I mean, I'm just gonna open it and like from this the front uh, cover thing. It says, "Stay away from they." Right. Do you, can you tell me what that means at all? Oh yeah, that so could I, truly mean. Anything. I think they is like um, they. It's probably what it's sort of like a youth, and I'm sure Dita Cal explained it better. But I think of it like when people used to say the man, like the man is like this idea of like the system. Sure. So I think they is probably uh, uh, refers to the collective of people that don't want to see you succeed. That oh, exists, you know. Okay, so, so just like they. avoid bad. I mean, like negative groups or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all those people hating on Bridger. Yeah, man, there are so many. On Bridger, the hate mail that I'm yeah, getting. I'm telling you, man, that's they. We gotta, we gotta stay away from trying to them. take me down on every <laughs> corner of the internet. <laughs> the second key is secure the bag. Yeah. This one's even more oblique. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love, this is my favorite one. So this is like, the, uh, the bag is like money. Okay. It refers to like uh, a bag of money with a giant dollar sign on it. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and it's always just like make sure it's your when you make decisions. It's like the bag is secure. I think. Okay, I think so just like basically hold on to or like make sure, make sure your that, that thing's safe. gonna happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure you keep it in a safe. Secure. In a just bank. make sure the bag is yeah not getting away from you. <laughs> 
<laughs> the bag. Do not forget the bag. That, by the way, the bag. I mean, we can have a conversation about slang in general, but like, they, you know, there's certain slang that sort of stays with us and it's like, or like cool, right? Yeah. I, I have to imagine at some point that was like a new slang. Oh, word. yeah. It's, I, it's yeah. a weirdly, it's maintained its level of, uh, like, it's within slang and our language in a, a nice way that doesn't feel old fashioned, but it's been right. around for probably a long time. I have to imagine at least like a hundred years we've been saying cool, right? Right. right. But, but at some point, you know, yeah. the, the DJ Khaled of 1915 was like cool. <laughs> it's like cool. You were like, whoa. Oh, who's like, this guy? Yeah, he's changing everything. For, but this, the bag is a new slang that I really, I'm a big fan of for money. Like there's been a lot of money's terms like, uh, cream or I guess like, oh, uh, sure. Uh, Bling, bling. I don't know, like a lot of stuff like that. But the bags is kind of. I kind of like that one. I hope that one stays around. I like the idea of like referring to money as like the as bag. the bag. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. nice. I ha- and it doesn't feel. I mean, I mean, I am fully outside of pop culture and society <laughs> at this point. But I don't feel like I've heard the bag that often. It's not one that's like. Uh, again, I can't think of an example because I'm not cool. But there <laughs> oh, are these. Cool. There are t- certain slang terms that like annoying people have will pick up on and ruin immediately yeah yeah moving to the next key respect the code oh yeah so i don't know that one i think that's why i stopped reading (laughs) i feel like that one probably means on some level there's some level of rules that we've all gotta respect right Again, that doesn't mean anything to anyone, (laughs) but I'm on my way to writing my own book. Yeah, I wonder if it's like uh, the code is different depending on who you, everyone has their own code or maybe. And and you just got to like stick to your code. Respect their code, that sort of thing. Yeah, something like that. I mean, who knows? It's hard to say, but I also think that you kind of do your own thing with self-help books. You just take what you need and apply it to your life. Yeah, yeah. The next one is a little clearer. Believe in the hustle. Okay. I think we can figure out what that means. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, you're just the hustle is something you got to do. Right, right. And uh, hope you got to believe that it's going to have some sort of result. Yeah, or like hustle with purpose. This final one, I, I'm. Oh, there's so many. I didn't realize. <laughs> I, as far as I know, How this many is his final, final one is win, 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 no matter what. Which I have, <laughs> I have this. I feel like is a complicated thing because no matter what. <laughs> It encompasses a lot of things. Yeah. That feels like you could get into some dangerous territory. Yeah. Maybe win, win, win uh, uh, like, in, uh, in a reasonable <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. Without like causing harm. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, yeah. The idea of like no matter what, it's like, you know, you don't want to win at all costs because I think that would hurt, you know, the other. Eventually um, you're going to lose. He is, which is. Uh, which is respect, respect the, the code. Or, code. Right, yeah. And uh, secure the bag. I feel like. Yeah. You may lose lose hold of the bag if you're getting crazy right right desperation to win 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 yeah but it is like let me ask you this because i was as an artist i feel like as an artist (laughs) uh i'm like incredibly like not that competitive okay so like there is like a you ever meet like those kind of writers or like just like people in the get in the industry and they really want to win oh yeah it's like there's part of me that like envies that a little bit because sometimes it does work out for them where they're like, I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be on the top. I'm trying to win the Oscar. Uh-huh. I'm trying to do everything. But I, I'm more, I always feel more communi- community-ish with it. Like, 
Let's just all make cool stuff together. Oh, yeah. But uh, sometimes I feel like it was works hard now. <laughs> the, um, to, to have like even an ounce of ambition, I think would be nice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, I'm just kind of happy to kind of get run over. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there are plenty of people within, I'm, and I imagine this is within any industry, but within entertainment, there are people who take it ambition and winning to psychotic levels <laughs> where like there, I could probably make a list of 25 people in my life currently that I'm like oh yeah you would probably like send me to die to get right. a writing job or yeah sort of yeah thing. that's that no matter what yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I want to like yeah, win no matter what. No, I don't know, DJ Khaled. <laughs> I'm happy to win on occasion. I do like the song. Like I, I like the feeling it gives me. But wait, is this a song? It's a too? song. Yeah, where it goes, win, win no matter what. Remember that song with oh, T Pain? As I've pointed out, I don't know anything about any type well, of popular culture. Answer this book. I think I'm you should listen to that be song before you read the book. A guest on a DJ Khaled track. Oh uh, man, but. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Is that a good gift? Um, I think this is a great okay gift. I mean, this is an interesting, I think, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, like, I'm somebody who left a religion that told right. me, like, this is the exact way you're supposed to lead your life. Right. And all this stuff, if you stop being in this, everything's going to fall apart for you. Right, right. So when I made the step to leave it, it was like, oh, so what is leading a good life? Right. And so it was like coming up with my own personal code which basically i like laid down to like be nice to people yeah um mind your own business and right. like like i'll be honest and work as hard as you can yeah so like did you like coming out of being a jehovah's witness was there any like level of uncertainty where you're like oh no my life's gonna be out of control and i'm gonna be doing meth within a week yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i was like very lost for a while i was and but i was i was also very it was it was happening simultaneously where I was discovering all these new religions. So I definitely like jumped into like a phase of like like a real white girl hippie phase where I was just like <laughs> jumping into like every religion possible. I was trying. I was like going to mosque. I was going to like oh, the wow. Buddhist temple. I was going to like uh, I tried Baha'i for a while. Okay, and that was fun in terms of just realizing that all religions are the same. They all in have some like way the same in terms of the structure of it, like. As as cool as it, they all seem really interesting and cool at first. Like it's so different from how I grew up, and then somehow they still turn into like the same structural religion that uh-huh. you were leaving. But that being said, I mean, I I was uh, I I kind of empath- I kind of found a love for like all of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I'm like I I you know I still believe in certain things like specific things, but I think in general. I, I would be comfortable in almost any religion, maybe with the exception of Scientology. Sure. But, um, this podcast is quickly becoming an, a real yeah. enemy of Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Almost every episode, we've got something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The religion's really no good, folks. Tough, Let's yeah, move it's a on. Tough way. I mean, even now when I still kind of like, oh, what's going on? What's <laughs> up? I mean, what are you guys doing on Sunday? So, the, uh, <laughs> but to your point of just like, it, it is very confusing because. Even though, I mean, tell me you feel this way, like, even though I'm like, oh man, I feel super enlightened. I've been studying all these different philosophies and stuff. There's just the hold of a, the Jehovah's Witness on me is so strong. Just because oh, yeah, like, I was born into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to feel like, uh, guilty, like I like bailed on something. Oh, totally. So I, I, I mean, I, like, even recording a podcast, I'm like, is mom going to hear this? And then I'm like, oh no, mom voted for Donald Trump. And right. we have <laughs> evident, uh, he, we have audio of him saying he sexually assaulted people. Right. So maybe it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like, it is like a weird thing where you kind of like, 
I, I always have this. I, I have, I, I definitely should go to therapy be- about this because I have like, they, when you're born into it, because the Jehovah's believe the world, end of the world is coming. And they also soon. believe like only a hundred thousand people get to go to heaven or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's not such a bad thing just because they, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it, those, those people are like the people who are like, they're not doing nothing. They're not, they're not having sex or they're, they're like pure perfect. And it really takes the edge off of everybody else. It's like, well, I yeah, mean, yeah. we're not getting that ticket. So yeah, we're good. They, they believe that we'll be on earth. It'll be like a paradise, okay, on earth, which sure. is, I think just as nice. Yeah. And, of uh, it's like, I mean, if it's like VIP, the plan, it's like uh, VIP and then the club, the club's still nice. And then, uh, but for me, it was like, okay. I always feel like the end of the world is happening all the time and it's sort of creating like I'm sorry I feel like I get I'm having catastrophic brain where oh, yeah. any time anything happens I feel like it's the end of, it's this like is Armageddon it. this is the thing that I was taught to like yeah. be afraid of and now I've yeah yeah and it's like happening especially now where it seems like everything that's happening feels like the end of the world oh wow it's but, just um, piling on top of each other every yeah. single day it's just but I don't know I think like I'm like Honestly, my main principle part of that guides me is probably like just the em- uh, empathy thing where as long as I'm like everybody, everything that's happening to somebody, if I can see, if I could see myself in that, in that person, uh-huh. then I feel like I'm at least doing some good in terms of like making sure that I'm not in my own ego about like how things should be. I, I really feel like, uh, my whole, uh, the last, you know, few years, uh, like the way that I've been sort of like being okay with like being outside of religion is uh. just like it be hopefully working on being empathetic to everything, yeah, like everything, it's like, a, like, like not e- having a judgment on anything almost. It's a yeah. very simple cheat. I think like if, I mean, it takes a minute to realize, but it's right. just like, oh yeah, this makes everything easier. Just like think yeah. about what that person's going yeah. through. Yeah. And like then a, I, yeah breaks it down i mean just like the idea of just being nice to everyone to start right. with that makes things so much easier yeah and like minding your own shit. business i think is like for me like coming from a religion where no one minds their own business <laughs> it's like oh yeah this is definitely this should be something everybody's talking about is like just do your own thing yeah yeah totally uh but yeah i don't know i <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from with the like religion still hanging around your mind i mean I, right. I was out of mormonism for 10 years before i right. felt comfortable even coming out to my friends i was like it's insane it right really right. gets a hold on you yeah it's it and i think that's the empathy thing where it's like it's like okay like somebody might be thinking like well what's the big deal you know and it's like not understanding like well what would it mean for someone in this situation growing up like this and how yes. hard it would be for that person <laughs> and like that like i was watching uh what was it? Aaron Hernandez documentary? Oh, yeah, I like, haven't watched it. Yeah. You got it. It's so crazy. But just like, it's just all these, everyone's in a different, everyone's in a different environment. Yes. And like, it's sometimes, uh, here, I'll put it in a simple, a uh, lighter context where like, I feel like, uh, People, I have people get mad at me because I don't text them back a lot. <laughs> you, I will say that your ability to communicate electronically is like 50-50 hit rate. Yeah. It's like you never know. But what happens is I th- like the people who are the most upset about it are people who, when I hang out with them, are on their phone all the time. Oh, so yeah, I'm of like, course. If I'm like with you and you're on your phone the whole time, and someone texts you, you're gonna you can text right right away. Sure, but I'm I'm usually not on my phone like that. 
but I think what happens is the person who's like that is like, well, I'm texting back all the time. So why isn't why everyone doing it? Yeah, this? why is everybody doing it how I do it? And that to me is a lack of empathy. Yeah. <laughs> You're just me. looking for a way out for being a lazy texter. <laughs> I feel like you're not empathizing with me, brother. Today, I looked at a text early in the morning, wasn't ready to respond to it, so I emailed myself, respond to that text. I'm, right. a, I'm trying better. I'm trying to be better. Trying I, am trying better. To be, I am working on it. Yeah, but. It's difficult. It is difficult. And also, it would be nice if we just didn't have to do it at all. I, if, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like someone, like, it feels like I was having a, con- if I'm having a, have, like, I'm having a conversation with someone, and then, like, say I'm having a conversation with you, and then, like, and then, like, Steve, the engineer, is like, he's like, Lamar, 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 and it's like, that's what's happening in my phone, and it's like, I can't focus, <laughs> I, I, maybe I just, I just can't do two things at once, I don't know. It's, uh, like, I would so love if Steven started just badgering <laughs> guys. <laughs> He'd be like, Lamar, answer me, are, can you, are you gonna meet me later? Are you gonna meet me later? Are you gonna meet me later? <laughs> I'm and, over here, just then, look at me. <laughs> Please. Yeah. And I'm like, Please. All right, Bridget, hold on a second. I need to talk to Steve for a second. Steven, you've got to leave the guest. And then, I, then I answer him. I'm like, well, yeah, what do you think? 10 o'clock? And then he's like, does it respond and then at he all? just <laughs> turns away from yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> now I got to wait for this motherfucking answer. Uh, I hate it. I hate my phone. The I hate my relationship with it. Oh, yeah. to throw it into the ocean would be the best feeling in the world. It's all I want. That would be a cool we're key. Trapped. What if, that, that what if his, his key final was key. like, throw your, ocean, throw your phone in the ocean? <laughs> this, <laughs> we the best. There is, if there's one man who's going to never tell you to throw your phone in the ocean, it's DJ Khaled. I feel like he wants everybody on a phone at all times. I mean, oh, the yeah. man is an Instagram king. Yeah, that is, that's like his, that's his, his bread and butter. Bread and butter, right of course. Yeah. I think we've gone to the part of the podcast where we're going to play a game. Oh, sweet. I think we're going to play a game called Gift Master. Okay. Gift Master, basically what happens is I'm going to name three gifts, potential gifts, and three famous people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me which gift goes to which famous person. Okay. And why. Why you would give them that thing. So, I, it's what I would do, not what someone else would do. But no. It's like, okay. I get, if you just had three items and you it was three celebrities' birthdays, it's time to give them each one okay. of these items. Cool. Uh, I need a number between one and ten. Four. Okay. While I calculate this, okay, I want you to... Promote yourself. Promote something that you want to do. You've, I mean, the amount of time you have is who knows, because <laughs> when I'm calculating, it could go in any direction. Okay. So, you go. All right. Hey, guys. So, my name is Lamar. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, I have a movie that's out called It's a Party on Showtime. I would love for you all to watch that. It's starring really funny people. People like Tone Bell, Tony Baker, Ego Wodum, Kirby Howe Baptiste. It's an ensemble cast of hilariousness, and I would love for you to watch that. If you don't have Showtime, you can watch it on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. Um, what else? I also really want you guys to uh, check out White Women. We are an improv group, and we perform every uh, second Friday of every month, and we have like a celebrity guest. Last week, last month, we had um, uh, Ali. Uh, Grand Grandor, I think I'm saying his last name right, which is the funniest improviser I've ever, ever seen. It was great. It was such a fun show. It was awesome. So next one is on Valentine's Day. If it's, I don't know when this is coming out. But Too late, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Oh my God. It's like, every time that happens, it's like, I feel like I'm in a time warp. But um, I will say you can buy your movie at any point on... Uh, 
various yeah. services and everyone should do that. Yeah, that is the if you really want to support me, that's how you would do it. Lamar was a co-wrote this movie. Yeah. He acts in it. It's an incredible cast. Go find it. Yeah. It's funny too and it's easy to watch. It's, yeah, it's there like, you go. That's all anybody needs right now. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because the game is about to begin. <laughs> Lamar, the three gifts that you are going to be presented with here are a tanning bed. Okay. A Nintendo GameCube. Okay. And an out of control bird. Okay. Okay. What so kind of bird though is it or just out of control? That's up to you. It's out okay. of control. So it's just something that is wild. All right. The three people you are been going to be tasked to give these gifts to are Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Busy Phillips. Okay. And Will I Am. <laughs> uh, famously of the Black Eyed Peas and a million commercials. Yeah. And just kind of being Will I Am. Okay, cool. All right. So I would give the out of control bird to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel like I, I've met her before. I feel like she would like that. Did she just give it like an out of control bird vibe? Yeah, she looked like she can control an out of control bird. <laughs> oh, cool. She was like, I feel like she, there's nothing she can't handle. She's taken down Michael Myers. She's yeah. like kind of seen it all. Yeah, I think she and I, I think she would like it. Yeah, I feel like I could see her with an out of control bird in her house, and she like a a bat. Yeah, <laughs> is it a bat? I, no, <laughs> well, I no, no like a baseball a bat. bat. She's oh, going okay. after it with a. Oh, like she got well, the bat. Am I saying that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to kill a bird? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's take it back a notch. Maybe she like uh, she's gonna get a pile of bird seed and calm yeah. it down or something. Right, or she like will make some sort of fun uh, game with it. With yeah, the, you know, like figuring out a way to like use its nat- attic control nature to like benefit her day. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Where did you meet Jamie Lee Curtis? Where did I meet her? <laughs> I think <laughs> it was at a, it was at a Walmart. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, I think it was at working for New Girl. Oh, uh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, she was uh, she was dope. She's awesome. I can see her with an out of control bird. I I think I feel like her husband Christopher Guest would be uh, upset. He feels oh, a little yeah. cranky. Yeah, that but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's like, a good dynamic. Like, spice their relationship. Yeah, up a they're bit. probably looking for something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I feel like you need something like that. Yeah, honey, um, there's an out of control bird. Okay. Well, this is tough because now I got this tan in bed and I don't want to give it to Billy Phillips, Busy Phillips, because I feel like she probably has one or, or you know, has sure. her way of doing she's that. She's like getting a spray tan. She's going to the right. beach. But I don't really want to give a uh, tanning bed to Will I Am. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a problem. <sighs> oh, boy. I've really uh, cornered you here. I know. Damn it. Well, I guess I'll give her uh, Busy Phillips the tan in bed because... Uh, I feel like she would use it more than Will I Am. Okay. Uh, but I would also give it to her the caveat of saying if you want to return it, <laughs> because I'm sure you. I Keep don't want to tell you how to tan. tanning bed. Yeah, like that's something that's uh, just not my expertise. So. Yeah, and kind yeah. of a. Da- I mean, a, a dangerous tool. Yeah, it's a we're little like unhealthy, right? How bad that is for you. Are but we supposed to be? Yeah, we're not supposed to be doing. You're that? not ever supposed to. I mean, you're just yeah. basically uh, radiating yourself <laughs> for like half an hour. But Jesus. they continue to exist. People want to be tan, and I guess that's the yeah. That's their Every thing. time I think of tan, I've been associated with like someone like getting murdered, like. Like, uh, basically, like, being trapped oh, in Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. It's, I, like, a scary, the light coming out of it, and yeah, the person's yeah. naked in there, and it's, it's a dangerous rough. situation. So, but that you're leaves, gonna give that it leave? to uh, Nintendo GameCube. Okay, so, I, yeah, so he'll get the game, so Will I Am gets the GameCube. Okay. He feels, uh, you know, like, that era, 2002. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I feel like 
you're basically like giving that. a Nintendo GameCube to a Nintendo GameCube in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think so. I'm like, this is how I, what I think of you. I, I, I feel you're outdated. I feel like, I feel like a Nintendo, I won't say that. <laughs> I was going to say they both represent the same thing to me in a way, but in a good way. Because Will I have like, he represents that, that gen- I remember the the existence of him and that, sure. during that generation yeah yeah i can uh, yeah, i can see him uh, holding that little nintendo gamecube i mean i could yeah. also see him using a tanning bed and like turning it into some sort of bad f- fashion item or right, uh, right. some sort of mess like that but he could also give it to fergie regift right or he could have it in his house for guests too. oh that's true that you go into better. the guest bedroom and there's a tanning bed yeah i think that's a confusing situation <laughs> i would be weirded out if i went to stay at someone's house and they like they don't tan but they suggest that i do <laughs> like, before you don't use in, this at all <laughs> uh take off your shoes and then get in the tanning <laughs> yeah. bed it's like yeah like having a swimming pool like i don't really use it but go, go well, in feel that. free to yeah. hop in like, all right Okay, I feel like that's a, a. I think that I, you qualify as a gift master. I don't know, man. I feel like I, I was pretty basic with my choices there. I feel like everything kind of worked out. Well, everything, well. <laughs> uh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. And I think that if there's ever been more proof of that, then it's this <laughs> game that we just played. <laughs> I think I was meant to do this to get confidence in my ability to give gifts in well, general. Like, yeah, and I don't I've, know if I, I, I never felt that confident in it because I had like 18 years of like not being. But a part I feel of like that. you're kind of. Uh, from the limited view I've seen of you giving gifts, and I have seen you give gifts, I think you're doing a pretty good job of it. We're going to... This is called I Said No Questions. Cool. People have been writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com right. with, you know, just their questions about uh, they need help giving gifts. And so, right. I do my very best to try to assist them with my guests. So, let's yeah. uh, do one or two of these. Okay. Let's see. Hi, Bridger. I bought someone a gift recently, but then I realized they hadn't gotten me one. Uh, I got too embarrassed on their behalf to give them the gift. I got them. Okay, so so she got them a gift, and then she's embarrassed that they didn't get her a gift, so she... Oh, it's a book by Patti Smith. Okay. Is my judgment at fault? I mean more than my choice of author. Your help would be greatly appreciated. Love, Dipika in London. Dipika, I'm... Okay, wow. first of all, this feels like a very complicated question. And, wow, and I feel like intense. it's basically we're boiling it down to... Was a, a bad idea to buy a book by Patti Smith as a gift? Is that... Okay, so... Uh, no, Patti Smith is awesome. People like Patti Smith. I mean, I yeah. think with a book, you're always it, you're always running the risk of giving somebody a homework assignment. So, it's <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. I know who... Yeah, you know, I, I can relate to the book, you know, giving books as gifts. Yeah, I mean, we've got one right moment. here. <laughs> and you made uh, a huge mistake yeah. and you're kind of just soaking in the like, shame. why don't you read later? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know because <laughs> I don't want anyone to ever tell me to read. But you know, I think uh, I think book gifts are fun because you can kind of you can always share that with them and like. But you know, I guess there's no guarantee they're gonna read it. Like if I see you, like we do this podcast again, I'm gonna ask you if you read. Oh yeah, that to me, like that, I've talked with friends with this about this before. But that is an incredible way to ruin a relationship, which is give someone a book and then follow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never follow up. Wait for the the person who got the book to tell you yeah. they read it, because otherwise you're just a nuisance. You're just like yeah. nagging them to read this thing you gave them. It's weird, like because I, I don't really 
I don't. I feel like if they if we are had it, we already read it on our own individually, and we k- had the conversation about it. That's much more satisfying conversation. Oh than yeah, me being like, read this book so I can talk to you about it. Yeah, I don't really. What's your? Like, I don't really here? want to talk to you about. Well, you're going to be Khaled. getting a call every night <laughs> after I read a chapter with my tea. Like, Richard won't shut up about DJ Khaled. <laughs> Lamar, like, I've got more advice for you. <laughs> hey, more keys, Lamar. The keys. The keys. I found the sixth key. What if I see you in like a couple bites and you're like driving a Bentley <laughs> and you have a lion in the back seat and it's like a Bentley up? with a license plate that says win win win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, bitch, a chain. Um, I'm happy to become that person. Um, I don't think it's bad at all. Okay, I think yeah, Patty Smith. Give the book like if the person didn't get you another gift, who cares? Like that's not the reason you give a gift in the first right. place. Just give them the Patty Smith book and then leave them alone. Yeah, and maybe the relationship is on its last legs anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. well, I don't know what to tell you. Moving on. Let's see here. Bridger, I'm looking to get a gift for the winner of my fantasy football league. We do one every year, and this year I'm in charge of finding the gift. My friend that won loves all things football, obviously, Indian food, and spending time with his politically active daughter. Thanks for your help. Christian Mm. in Kansas City. I mean, first of all, you... You came to the wrong football, uh, fantasy football. I don't. I. <laughs> the only thing I know is the Madden football game. You're not getting. Everyone in this league already owns that. Right. But the Indian food. Do you know anything about fantasy um, football? I what don't do these know. people like to do? No, I. I know the. I have a basic understanding of it, and I've tried it a couple of times, but I've always kind of like fell off. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I know about football. Like a football gift? Yeah. I'm not sure. I've never given anyone a gift who loved football so much that I would give them like a football or something. <laughs> like, I don't think, I, I guess a jersey. Like, Yeah, maybe know, like, like a custom jersey. Yeah. Is that lame? I don't know. If it's their favorite player, if you know their favorite player, like if someone gave me a jersey of my favorite player, I think that'd be a good gift, only because jerseys are pretty expensive. So, yeah. how much like, does a jersey cost? Is that a hundred dollars? Yeah, like okay, a that's little a, over that. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, if you want to combine, maybe a jersey that says Tika Masala. <laughs> is that something that's that too interesting? Awesome. Well, or a tiki, I would a actually tiki wear Barber jersey. Yeah, and then, then you combine it. or like a Sag Paneer. Yeah, I like, like that. And like, uh, like non bread. Oh, it's yeah. like non bread on a basketball jersey. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It says garlic non, and uh... I would love jer- football. Uh, no, I would love like restaurant jerseys, like a, a line of jerseys that could show a restaurant. Oh, I would. That's a jersey I could wear, yeah. where I'd be able to like people could confront me and say, "Are you really a fan?" And I'd say, "Yes, yeah. I ate there." I know. I have the problem where I wear football or wear athletic clothing because of the color, as a and not because of the oh, like, that's team. And I feel like I'm kind of a fraud. Yeah. So that would be nice to wear, like a uh, what's my favorite restaurant? Like a lot red lobster, <laughs> like a red lobster hat, and just rock that shit. Yeah, I could yeah. be wearing a, like a hummus plate jersey and be perfectly at ease with myself. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone give a gift, get a gift card from for an Indian food restaurant. That's like a, true. I would love one. Yeah, I would. I love Indian food. It's the best. It's a uh, that 
uh, I mean, going back to eating alone is a difficult thing to go to a, an Indian restaurant alone. You want to have yeah. a few dishes. Yeah, yeah. And you're not doing that alone unless you're like the king of England. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You feel very gluttonous. Just yeah, like, just like eating chicken right off the bone and this sort of thing. So it's. So what was his question? It was just like, like, what should he do? Yeah, the winner of this fantasy football that. The, the thing about he has a politically active daughter. Who cares? I, we're not, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Christian. No one wants a gift to have to do, that has to do with their politically yeah. active child. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like a football jersey and maybe an Indian restaurant gift certificate. <laughs> the fact that that's how his, the daughter's associated. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you have that politically active daughter, right? Uh, well, I got <laughs> you a like, picture of said her. Something about it about the relationship already is like. If that's what's defining uh, the daughter, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that's a gift you want to do it in that area. That doesn't, uh, yeah, that's not something oh, that yeah, should her, come that into play. Daughter with a is gift real purchase. politically active. So, yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, <laughs> Diane loves to get out and <laughs> stump for different candidates, so I got you uh, a button. Now, <laughs> I think you you stick to. I think an Indian food. Yeah, re- like an Indian, Indian restaurant gift certificate. Maybe that I makes think that's sense. A move or do like find out. A football, a uh, like a, a football player's favorite Indian restaurant, and then uh, get him a trip to that one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I like guess uh, we're just an Indian <laughs> restaurant. Make that it feels inconvenient. <laughs> You're going to another I state. I thought it was a gift master. <laughs> oh, you failed. You revealed yourself. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, we've answered a couple of questions. Uh, like. In a really world class way, I would say. So no complaints there. Um, Lamar, I think that we've had a, a nice time here. I'm about to set off on a new journey with the keys. Yeah, okay. Um, we don't see each like other. You have to read this. <laughs> I, I'm go. I. It's up in the air. Just don't ask. I just. I feel like you should read it when you feel in. You're sitting around. Just need a little inspiration. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I could use a little bit of just, uh, you know, get up and go, at, and the DJ has got it. I would love to be this lion with a key in its mouth. I know. this. It really is kind of beautiful, the cover. Yeah, gorgeous. I love those co- that color palette, the gold and purple. Very nice. Um, well, that, I think that's kind of the end of the show, Lamar. Thank you so much for oh, being man. here. Yeah, Bridget, thanks for having You're me. You're the all-time best. Oh, this was great. I, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about... Um, you know, customer service. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to, you know, get that out there. We've got to like, get, we've got to yeah. get that out into the, into the uh, world and yeah. just get some more opinions on that. And if you work at a restaurant, maybe don't ever make an assumption about someone standing in the front. Maybe right. ask them why that, or just say, can I help you? Yeah. I think that's you never know. very easy. You never know. Don't be a bad customer service representative. <laughs> <sighs> okay. That's it. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said